Live from Gutter Cat Studios in the Metaverse, it's time for another episode of the Crazy About Crypto Show. And now here's your host, Crazy Carl. Hello, hello from all around the world, and welcome to the Crazy About Crypto Show, an interactive live podcast on Twitter Spaces for anyone exploring crypto and wanting to learn more from others that have already dived into the space. From NFT artists to savvy crypto investors to everyday people just like you and I, this is a place where we can come together and learn about this new wave of innovation. Today, I'm so excited to have an absolute meme legend sharing the stage with me. The creator of Neon Cat, a 2011 meme that absolutely went viral, and today has nearly 200 million views on YouTube alone. He recently got into the NFT space and sold the original Neon Cat meme as an NFT for a staggering 300 Ethereum, which today is over a million dollars. And since that drop, he has been a trailblazer in this community. From collabs with Snoop Dogg to a fresh new series of the iconic meme, he is building an amazing community in this space. It's my honor to share the stage with Chris. Chris, welcome to the show. <laughs> that that is quite the intro. Thank you so much for having me. Um, you know, I want to thank everybody that's here right now, and I want to wish everybody a great Friday and GM to everybody out there. Awesome. Thanks for joining the space. So I always start with the first. The first question is always the same, and that's just to tell us a little bit about your journey into this space. Whether it was dabbling in crypto originally, or if NFTs were the first big jump in, how did you get started in the the crypto space? And kind of share that journey with the audience. Yeah, sure. So um, actually, I'm a little bit kind of a still a newbie to the crypto world. Uh, actually started back, I want to say in November when I started looking into Dogecoin and other, you know, Bitcoin and Ethereum. And um, it was it's just one of those things where I didn't I didn't really know what was going on, but I just knew I had to get in. So, I, you know, I bought what I could and, you know, things have gotten much better since, obviously. But uh, that's kind of how I started, just basically looking at memes and, and like just how, you know, crypto coins were doing in general. Awesome. So even when you first um, started, did you even have this idea of minting the Neon Cat original meme as a token? Or tell us a little bit about that journey, because that was kind of a huge splash in the space when you decided to do that. Oh, no, actually, um, I didn't know about NFTs until a few months after that. Uh, I, I was getting into Dogecoin. And um, I drew, actually drew um, an animation of a Yan Dogecoin, mm -hmm. and I put it on Reddit, and that that post blew up. And then from there, uh, my friend Lizzie, who's actually uh, here in the audience, she was the one that recommended me, recommended NFTs to me. She was like, you know, look, look at this, look at this like place where all these people were like, you know, not just profiting, but make, you know, like making themselves known just for making NFTs. And I was like, this is, you know, this is really cool. And, it, and but at first I was really like hesitant because I was like, this is just too good to be true is is what I was thinking. But, you know, I, I did some research. It took about a few months to finally get more, more comfortable into the space. I, I asked a lot of questions. I read as much as I could. And uh, it was about two months, two or three months after I got into crypto in general that I decided to. Uh, start this journey into the NFT land. Yeah, and you were talking to me too as well about before the show started how you're you are actually collecting a lot of um, NFTs as well. So it sounds like you've really built a lot of conviction around the space. So tell us about kind of what 
you you know, going from the speculation of like, oh, wow, this is interesting. I'm curious. It's so cool to be able to monetize this art to now having like a lot of conviction about like where the where the direction of the space is heading. What where do you think? Uh, what have you kind of seen as the evolution and as your your learning journey continues? What do you see as the potential for uh, creators in this space and how you've already kind of started to utilize those benefits for yourself? Um, yeah, I, the, the first thing that I've noticed entering the space is that pretty much everything has gone up in value since I got into the space. <laughs> like NFTs have been this huge rocket ship of just like power and memes and just and so much energy out there. Uh, communities are being built around NFTs. Uh, utility is starting to get like, you know, become more mainstream with NFTs. It's been, it's been a lot of progress in the like, you know, NFT digital world in the past few months as I joined. And it's it's really fascinating to see, I would say. Does it does it blow your mind at how fast like the tech is evolving and how there's just constantly new communities being formed? I mean, we talked about it again before the show, but just the board apes, we were saying a few months ago you could buy one for under an ETH, and now you we see that floor price like skyrocketing is in them creating all kinds of new utility and creating like the serums that you can mix with your NFT to make a new uh, creation. All of these types of like evolution of the technology is so fascinating to me. Um, tell me a little bit about like where what you've noticed as kind of the big factors that have helped the space continue to grow. I think one of the biggest factors for any NFT artist or just community in general is just is literally just interaction. Uh, I always like to say this to people: like if if you you know it, you can always mint stuff all you want, but it's until somebody sees it that you know the stuff can't be found. Um, and I think NFTs are a great way to do that. Lots of collections have lots of small knit communities, and then they work on trying to get others, you know, to get in there and into the spaces. Um, like with the Bored Apes, those totally exploded in popularity. And now, like, <laughs> you have to, like, like, uh, like I mentioned earlier, you have to, like, get a mortgage to, to even think about owning one of those right now. It's been such a huge and successful uh, community, and they are also tight knit. And I love what they're doing over there. I love how you keep mentioning community because um, this seems to be a common narrative that we come back to in this community, and you see it also in the way that certain projects of huge um, athletes and stars in in the cultural world have flopped in the NFT community because they haven't been connecting with the users and with the Web 3.0, and Web 3.0 is all about community and building in the space together, and if you really ignore that part of it, it I mean, it's the the system kind of spits you out and you're not as successful so tell us a little bit about your journey ever since your original launch and that huge sale that you had about how you've created this community around the neon cat and all these additional memes that you've created and and um tokenized in the last few months yeah sure so yeah like at Absolutely. Community is the number one driving force here. It's not just about like trying to say, hey, buy my stuff. It's about connecting with people, making friends. And that's where your stuff will really take off. Because once you make friends, make those connections, those people will remember you over time. And then over time, whenever, you know, you never know anybody, anybody in this space could become the next, you know, the next people overnight. And, you know, just 
get you know uh, getting all those connections out there as much as you can gets you a better chance as of somebody else like finding your work uh when i when i first got into the nft land i i kind of immediately noticed that that you actually have to make connections to get anywhere and it took me about a good month to be really comfortable with actually starting this whole plan um i actually minted the nyan cat a few weeks before i actually put it up for auction and from there i just kind of like really just started trying to see you know what what communities I could get into, how many friends I can make. And, and you know, it, it became this whole thing where um, everybody kind of knew who I was already when I entered the space. And that was kind of a surprise because uh, it was, it was you know, like before, before NFTs, I didn't really have that connection at all. Like I would just, you know, post whatever I wanted and nobody really knew who I was out there. But the moment that I minted the Nyanket NFT, it like tied that to me as an artist. And that's what really got that out there. Um, when I when I started the auction, it was actually a really terrible time for me because it was during the big freeze in Texas, and like I didn't mm -hmm. have power, I didn't have electricity, and I was trying to like juggle all of that during that time. So it was definitely a, a really, it was a really crazy time for me. But um, obviously, you know, ended up being one of the best. You know, one of the best things that ever happened to me, one of the most life changing things. And from there, I just kind of like I just kept it up. Like I just really, you know, I just really wanted I'm always like an artist at the end of the day. And I've always had, you know, lots of different things in mind with with my with my creations and stuff like that. Um, I actually many years ago created a whole bunch of Nyan cats and a lot of them actually were never even released. I just kind of drew them for myself. But after the big Nyan cat one, I decided to see how it could do and and I kind of challenged myself. I kind of like, you know, I remastered all of them. I made them all look shinier and better. And I think that kind of shows with the Nyancat collection that I released, like everybody that everybody that owns one says they love it. And I, I just I just love that it's not just my art out there. It's like helping people. These people are actually, you know, profiting off of my artwork. And it's pretty awesome to see people like, you know, that that believe in me in that way. You talked about it a little bit already, but you you know prior this this original meme was in 2011, and so I think this story is uh, really unique because we've seen a couple other huge memes um, uh, creators do the same thing where they're able to kind of enter a space, and I feel like you've been been much more successful than some of the others post the original drop because you've been con continuing to explore and be a part of this community. So a huge shout out to you for that. I think that's amazing, um, but I. I, I am curious how, you know, Web 3.0 has completely, you kind of mentioned it, but kind of revitalized it almost as like a new beginning um, for you as an artist to be able to come out and be able to have a new way to connect with people. I'd love for you to speak a little bit more about the difference between, you know, 2011 to 2020 to 2021 and beyond in terms of how you kind of see yourself as an artist being able to... Um, take shape and create new things and be able to create new communities, how it's completely different in this new era of the technology that's being developed. I think, I think one of the biggest driving factors in all of this is just memes in general. Uh, I, I know you, you touched on that just a few seconds ago, but like these, uh, these memes that you're mentioning are memes from my time too, whenever I created Yancat and all of us, we were all kind of like successful on the internet like our stuff would just be flying all over the place and you know it, it would be great but nobody really knew who the artist was at the time like uh, with the ancat in particular people thought 
it just kind of appeared out of thin air to, you know, a lot of the time. And the same thing happened to those people. But now that these new meme creators are actually, you know, in the NFT space, everybody can now connect it, connect to the person. And I think it just shows it, you know, like the bids that they're getting just shows how much people actually appreciate memes in general. Yeah, I definitely see that as well. I mean, it's uh, the meme culture um, you kind of see in Doge, like you said, but also just in general with um, a lot of these new NFTs coming in, like memes are a huge part of the culture that's being built around them. And it's kind of awesome to see that development and that evolution of that meme culture just being brought to the spotlight. Um, talk a little bit about like monetizing something like a meme or monetizing your art prior to to NFTs to today, how much of a difference? Like, what was trying to monetize Neon Cat or like the your this brand that you've built um, and that has so many hits on YouTube? How how were you able to monetize that before NFTs and then since NFTs? How has it changed? Um, well, way back in 2011, I just want to mention that everybody thought memes were just like a big joke. Like, I remember being on interviews and then everybody was just like, I don't get it. I don't quite get it. And I'd be like, you'll get it. You'll get it soon enough. And <laughs> sure enough, I think I think that's proven its course. But um, back then, you know, monetizing memes was actually pretty difficult uh, for artists like me and any others. Uh, we kind of shared the same story where we created something. We never really expected it to become anything more than just like a picture or a silly piece of artwork or something like that that we just put on the Internet. But the Internet would just take over it and just like, you know, spread it like wildfire. And, and it would just spread around the world faster than we can even like blink an eye and that was really cool for a while but you know over time people started to uh take advantage of stuff like that like i've noticed i've seen a lot of my artwork like you know straight up you know used for for you know commercial stuff without my approval so and you mm -hmm. know and that's been the same with a lot of the meme artists that have been in the space as well um but you know nfts have totally changed that um the the whole meme culture now definitely like has the power to you know not like I said, not just monetize, but actually show that you are the creator, you are the owner, you are the person that have this piece, and you're connected with the history of the meme itself. And I feel like that's really awesome. Yeah, it's almost like the creators are able to take hold of that power again that kind of was almost taken away. I mean, even with the peep memes, we've the, we've seen like not liking the direction that the internet just kind of takes off with them. And now yeah, as a creator, you're able to say, you know what? No, like this is the direction that it's going to go and this is where I want it to go. And I am the original creator. So that's like that is able to almost take that back in control in your own hands. And that's got to be such an empowering feeling. Yeah, it, it definitely is. Um, it <laughs> I don't really know how to describe it even further, but I, I, it was definitely difficult from the start of it all. Um, I know from my personal experience, when I first created Yancat uh, and it first started taking off, I immediately had a lot of people trying to actually like steal the the copyright. Like they were like filing the copyrights, filing the trademarks, and oh, wow. they were trying to like, actually like claim ownership of it. And that was that was kind of a struggle of its own. But like now, now things have like, you know, calmed down and, and things are a little bit easier now. But, um, you know, it's the same with all the other artists out there. Yeah. So one thing that I'd love to talk a little bit about now that you mentioned some of the there's a lot of new artists coming to the, the NFT space. And I just love for you to talk a little bit about like if you're a new artist in the space, what have you realized as you've in your journey in the NFT world of what's important as you're trying to create a community, as you're trying to share your art? I know that you you have a little bit um 
you're able to parlay a lot of success from pr previous memes that you've created that have went mainstream. Um, and that's probably helped a little bit in terms of driving a new community to the space. But in terms of if someone is new to art, the art world in the NFT space, what have you noticed as some of, some of the largest drivers to your success in this space? And what can maybe someone else that's just jumping in and learning, maybe they have some art skills they'd like to start to share with the world. What is some Something that's really important that they keep in the forefront of their mind as they start navigating these new waters uh, I would say the biggest the biggest tip that I could give anybody is to just not panic um, the NFT world moves a mile a minute I know I've aged like five years <laughs> in these <laughs> six months uh, it is definitely something that I've lost sleep over it is not an easy uh, community to enter because it's it's literally like trying to jump onto a moving train every day something new pops up and and it's just wild it's absolutely wild so yeah I would say definitely don't panic um, and take your time do do lots of research lots you know definitely the NFT space is is very much all over the place there's so many different platforms that you can get on like foundation oh you know open rareable super rare etc and there's many different ways to actually make nfts like you know you can be a photographer you can be an artist you can create utility for your, your art where you can make profile uh you know profile picture collections stuff like that um it, and it's one of those things like definitely stay true to what you want to do uh, I know I get lots of different suggestions every day and some of them are just, you know, makes me scratch my head because it's everybody has different own different ideas on how NFTs work. But it's, uh, you know, just if you just kind of keep at it, stay, stay true to yourself and just keep minting your stuff and show that you're actually out there, you know, not just minting and trying to tell people to, you know, buy your stuff, but like just connections. I think that really has a really strong longevity in this community and can get you really far. I love that you say that because you do see a lot of people that are trying to um, copycat or like try to find something that someone else did well and then they try to mimic it and it's like you know that's one of those things when building community if it's not organic if it's not natural in web 3.0 people kind of can see that and they kind of uh, they just dismiss it pretty quickly so it's important uh, I kind of struggled in that journey myself because I'm not an artist but like this this space and this new uh, evolution of of the world is going to have all kinds of opportunities. I don't know how to create art, but I've been, I've been a teacher for the last 12 years and I love to teach people and I uh, the idea of a podcast to help onboard new people and learn from the journey of others was like a really cool idea and now, you know, this is something that I has been taking off more than I even thought it could. And so, if you find things that you're good at and things that you enjoy, then then the process is it mean, more meaningful because if you're just coming in to make a quick dollar or if you're just coming in to find a way to make quick money, then then you're in the wrong space because people will like people see right through that in, in the NFT world. And so I just love that you say like do what you love because this this new journey and being so early on, if you're able to find something you're really good at and continue to utilize your skills in whatever way that is to help build other people up, that's the best way. Like always 
ways help others, find ways to bring value to someone else. And the, the community sees that. Like I see you, Chris, always joining in spaces. Like people see the way that you act in, in this new world and you're rewarded for the way that you're able to contribute and be a part of that. And so I, I just wanted to reiterate how important I think that is because this community um, is really good at kind of protecting each other and the space and, and making sure it drives in the right direction. I agree entirely. Um, I think it's I think it's one of those things where one person can definitely make or break any project, and the the whole NFT culture is kind of built on that way. Uh, the more that we support each other, the more that we ask questions, the more that we connect with each other, the more strong that this will be. Uh, this is still you know I'm still new to this, but I know that this whole this whole revolution is still new in general. So th- there will be growing pains like this week. Ethereum's shot up in price, so a lot of people are panicking. They're thinking that there's they can price their stuff lower. But I'm 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 here to say that you know you shouldn't have to do that. If you're really believing your artwork, you should just you know you know hold firm to what you believe in. And people notice that, like on the blockchain, every single price change, every single transaction is monitored out there. So um, that kind of does add to the confidence level of whatever project you decide to do. Um, I know. I know when I joined six months ago, I made a whole bunch of new friends right away, and I'm still friends with them today. And we were all just in the same playing field. We were all like, what's going on? What do we do? And we kind of all just kind of learn in our own way. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's definitely not something that you can learn within a week or anything like that. I'm still learning stuff even to this day. But I think just getting out there, asking all the questions, getting involved as much as you can, listening in on the spaces. I love spaces. It's like, my new form of entertainment and like research. I'm just constantly learning stuff every single day. Um, I, I think that kind of energy, once you put it out there, people will eventually notice, not just because they see you doing it, because you'll be more confident. Yeah. And then when you're more confident, you'll be able to tackle things a little bit easier in the long run. Speaking of entertainment, too, it's, it's interesting that you mentioned that because this is like a new, um, they, they always talk about like disruptive technology and clubhouse and spaces. People are sitting up at night listening to this stuff instead of watching TV. And it's just, it makes me think about how like this evolution of the space, like there's going to be new forms that take away it. But this is like um, a, this new form of even when people monetize like the entertainment, it's going to be about community. And it's just such a cool thing to watch. But speaking of of new friends because I know that you talk, that you talked about kind of meeting new people since the space developed. I would love to hear kind of the evolution of the collab with Snoop Dogg because when I saw the Snoop Dogg Neon Cat, I was like, oh my god, that is so cool. So tell us how did this how did Snoop Dogg get in touch with you or did you get in touch with him and how did that collab um, all kind of come to fruition? Because that was such a fun thing to watch. Uh, the Snoop Dogg collab, like I'm still, I'm still shocked that it ever happened. Like just the fact that Snoop Dogg was able to like, you know, not just notice me, but like he was, he said that he was like a big fan of my work. So I was like super like fanboyish about it. Um, no, it was, it was actually really cool how that happened. We had some friends that kind of all had connections and knew Snoop and we all connected in that way. And we brainstormed a way on how to actually celebrate uh, 420 because that's like, you know, Snoop's. Snoop's holiday. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, you know, like it, it was pretty, it was pretty straightforward. You know, we, we, we discussed the ideas behind the scenes and, and, and agreed on like how it should go. And we, and I kind of had to, I went, I went kind of back on Snoop's whole thing and I like researched him maybe more. I went back and I found his old albums and I based 
my artwork based on that. Like it has like the brick wall, like uh, his old albums had. And uh, I kind of I kind of tried to recreate the energy of Snoop Dogg as much as I could. And I feel like I did a great job. Like I feel like most people can look at it and go, hey, that's Snoop Dogg. So I feel like I succeeded there. Uh, but it was it was just really excited in general. Um, there was just a lot of stuff behind the scenes, but I think it went really well. And I and I I still have connections with their team, so um, it's it was it's one of those things that I can like put on my portfolio and be like, hey, you know, <laughs> I worked with Snoop Dogg, and and it always like surprises anybody that I talk to about it. Yeah, speaking of portfolios too, it's interesting to see how this new world has allowed people to kind of take control of their own destiny. And like, just as an example, I've been in crypto since 2018. Now I can create what I want and spend all my time doing what I love and am passionate about. And I'd love for you to to hear a little bit about since that big sale, how it's almost freed you in a way to uh, create the own your your new trajectory of living life and creating whatever you'd like. um, And and kind of just speak about like that freedom that blockchain is starting to give people as they continue to go down this path of of not not working for someone but just being able to create for themselves oh i i do want to say that nfts have just have basically saved my life um before before i got into nfts i was actually on unemployment because of covid and everything going on i was actually furloughed at the time and just like you know living on unemployment paycheck and i just couldn't really do anything about it um same with my family they all had issues as well but the moment that i got into nfts and 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 struck you know everything struck perfectly i've been able to actually like help my family out and everybody in my family's like so much better off than they were earlier i've been able to like help my friends out and 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 it's it's so it's such a good feeling not just like not just for the money aspect but like helping people out in general and i've always kind of i've always kind of actually been this way because um nancat itself was created uh, in a charity project mm-hmm. um actually like ten, you know 10 years ago i was drawing doodles in a live stream asking people you know if they you know whatever they wanted me to draw and that's how Cat was created and i was like you know if, if you guys like my work you know send some tips over and i would give it all to the american red cross so um like so it's i've always been like like remember just trying to give back as much as i can I love that. And it's just every every time I have someone on the show that talks about how their life changed because of the 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 money that they've made from NFTs, it just it makes me so happy to see the the way that this space is evolving. Um you're not the first one that I've talked to either that was either unemployed or living uh, paycheck to paycheck and people just being able to really change what they're able to do in life. And like you said, it's not always about the money because it's not like you're going to go buy a mansion now and spend all that money. It's it's like you want to reinvest and you want to reinvest into the community and you want to help others. Um, and so I'd love for you to talk a little bit about how in this in this time, maybe some, um, some opportunities that you've noticed where you're able to see someone else that's starting or you've made a friend of someone that's starting in the space and really grown with them um, I'd love to hear some of those connections that you've made with people along the way oh yeah of course um, I've made I've made so many friends in this space but uh, you know if I had to like focus on a, a couple of them uh, when I first started the space I was uh, friends with uh, Christy glass who was, who was who was actually a you know still in this was in the scene for about a year at the time but like hanging out with her. I actually learned a lot from her. And we actually did my first collaboration with her. Uh, I created the uh, Cherry Blossom Nyan Cat between between me and her. And we, you know, ended up selling it for, I want to say it was about, 
I want to say it was about 82 Ethereum. So like that, wow. that there changed both our lives even more. Uh, and from there, you know, I met, um, I met, <laughs> I met this crazy character named Twerky, Twerky Club, who is uh, all about twerking, twerking butts. But he is like one of the smartest people that I've known in this space. Like everything that he talks about, like is, is really just so much knowledge I've, I, has come from him. Uh, I've actually gotten to know a whole bunch of like meme creators as well. And it's kind of, if you would have told me 10 years ago that I would be like hanging out with keyboard cat or grumpy cat or scumbag Steve, or like, you know, Zoe Roth, like the, the girl that's like in front of the fire and everything. Like, I would just tell you that you're crazy, but like, I've made all these connections with all these meme artists and I've, and I'm happy that I've been able to help them along the way. It's, it's amazing to see how, you know, the connection that we can have virtually almost feels like in real life. It's not like you're meeting, you're not necessarily hanging out with these people in person every day, but it's still like the community of being able to be on the space and in, in Twitter and in the metaverse soon is able to almost make us feel connected to people that we, um, like you said, previously would have just been a lot, there's a lot more barriers to make those relationships happen. And so I'd love to kind of transition and talk a little bit about the future of where this is heading now and talk about maybe the metaverse and what you what you see as the potential of this new world where we're almost able to interact. It's already, I think uh, people say, you know, Twitter's like the OG metaverse. And I really believe that because we're all in this space right now. And whenever these other metaverses happen, it's going to be an easy transition to building those brands and those communities and transferring them over and maybe jumping from one metaverse to another. But I'd love for you to kind of talk about the, in terms of the art, um, if you've been uh, exploring the metaverse world more in, a, in terms of creating new things in a virtual world where people will be able to connect to you in, in a whole new way. Uh, I've actually had a lot of experience in the metaverse already. And I love the metaverse. I, I think that's one of the coolest next steps for the evolution of NFTs. Um, I actually bought, ended up buying a big plot of land over in Decentraland just because I believe it in so much. And I'm actually working on some projects right now with the metaverse. Uh, I'm actually working on creating uh, Club Cat, which is actually coming pretty soon. Um, I've been working on it for a few months now. I was it took a lot of it took a lot of work for sure. It's definitely not an easy process along the way, but I was able to meet up with like a lot of really smart and talented like individuals and devs uh, from the Last Slice uh, Collective, and they've been able to help me set things up from the ground up. Uh, but I've already seen I've already seen like the future in the central land. Uh, I, I know a lot of big players are actually in there already and they've already built up and they are already like ready for this to go. Uh, they, you know, it, and it's one of those things like people say that they're, it might be too late for them, but I, I really don't think so. I think once people start to notice and see the utility in the metaverse, that'll just really just pop things off. Um, I know that like, it's not just a place where you can just hang out and, and just interact. But you can actually do commerce there as well. Yeah. You can actually do like wearables and you can wear your NFTs or have your NFTs like, you know, beside you in some sort of way. Uh, I think <laughs> I think I definitely do think it's it's something that once people realize the potential that will will definitely see a big drive in that kind of 
space. Can you share a little bit more about Club Neon Cat? That sounds fascinating. I love to hear kind of what you're developing. If it, if if you can share any more, is it something where you're able to give your holders specific utility, or is it something that's open to everyone? Um, what are some of your thoughts as you're developing these lands of how you can incorporate um, the NFTs that you've sold into um, you know adding value or or giving people a new way to access, you know, your art and the brand that you're developing. Yeah. So Club Neon Cat, it's actually the plotter land's already there, actually. And and if you were to visit now, there is like a temporary little museum gallery. But in a few weeks' time, hopefully we'll be able to open Club Neon Cat, which will actually be like a club where there's like a dance floor. I'm hoping to have like a venue where DJs can go and, and do like live shows there. That's one of my biggest driving like hopes for the thing. Uh, in terms of like utility, I I always I always believe in my collectors. Like I, I'm always trying to reward them. Uh, I like half of the Nyan Cats in the Nyan Cat collection were actually gifts, like in some sort of way. Uh, the first one, the first one, uh, Lucky Cat was originally a gift for the uh, I want to say the Beats DAO community. And from there, I started airdropping some depending on like who owned what, you know, each specific Nyan Cat. Uh, and, you know, I, I, I plan on doing that in the future as well. Um, but in terms of utility, I'm the goal. The whole goal is to have like a Nyan Cat that will be next to you as you walk around the metaverse. That's actually something I'm working on right now. And it looks fantastic. It's almost it's almost ready to go. However, it's one of those things where um, you kind of have to fight the limitations of the current like, you know, techno technology of the metaverse. But um, I'm trying to make it so everybody that holds a Neon Cat is rewarded in some sort of way. That sounds amazing. You you know who holds your Neon Cat if you're in Decentraland, you're walking around and Neon Cat's following behind you. I just I think that's uh, that that's going to be so fun to see. And it's just going to be, I mean, all of these different creators can do the same thing and find their own way to help promote. And like you said, it it not only helps make uh, feel pride in the in terms of the metaverse when people have that extra utility but then it also brings it back to helping you find new people because as someone's walking around that maybe he's never heard of neon cat they're like whoa what is that following them around and when you're in the metaverse it's just fascinating to see how there's going to be the intersection of all of, like you already talked about commerce is going to be in the metaverse but it's going to be the true intersection of like all of these different platforms meeting in one place I agree. Um, and and it's kind of already that way. Um, the people that I hang out with in the metaverse, they are really big into the communities of it all. Um, they'll they'll buy specific wearables just because a certain artist dropped them. And we'll we'll be walking around and people will be like, oh, you got the, the X copy helmet or, you know, whatever the artist is that created that piece of artwork. And from there, you know, they make a connection and they make friends. And and, and at the same time, you're showing off your NFTs along the way. And that's, I feel like that's more fun than just kind of like seeing somebody's wallet on OpenSea. You're interacting with the NFT itself. And I feel like that'll have a huge like value in the future. Do you see a world where we end up in, in like 
three to five years where a huge part of the ecosystem in the world globally is is living in some of these metaverse lands. Sometimes I feel like it's like the gold rush in California hundreds of years ago where where people are just like they see opportunity and it's almost feels that way in these metaverse lands. You know, looking back in 20 years, people are going to be like, wow, you bought a plot of land and sandbox for that much. And it's, I feel like it sounds like a lot now to people but look like realizing that people pay hundreds of thousands of dollars for real land and real uh, plots of land and the the amount of you know how you can have a limited quantity of space and land in some of these metaverses it feels very natural that like if now it may seem crazy that we're all running and trying to find spaces in these uh, in these metaverses, but looking back, do you see it almost being like an an opportunity that some people just like dismiss um, and like early on in the evolution of this tech? Uh, it it absolutely is. Uh, it's it's. I know when I jumped into the metaverse, there was like not much. Uh, being built around my area, but now there's other places that are being built very close to my club, for example. And the more people that jump into the metaverse, the harder it's just going to be to get anything. And and whenever you have like you know 50 of one yan cat out there that that you can get, and and then you have like a thousand people that want it, and then you have two thousand people that want it, and then so forth. It's just gonna it's just gonna drive the value up for for like Nancat or just any NFT in general. So, um, and I know people, I know people back then would say like back even a year ago, people would be like, I don't know, like, you know, Bitcoin at whatever price it was a year ago, I'm not so sure about it, but look at it now. And now, now those people are like, well, I don't know now. And, and who knows how it'll be a year from now. If it's, you know, if it's even bigger, you, you may have missed out on something that you could have gotten cheap for today. Yeah, it's just, it's insane to think about how we're in this new world. And I love how you're already thinking about the ecosystem around like, uh, you as an artist, the NFTs you create, because even even Beeple talks about it with his May drop. He, I remember being in a, um, in a room on Discord with him as he was getting ready for his spring summer drop. And people are like, do, are you going to do another, uh, are you going to do another unlimited drop, like where you can, anyone can buy one? And he's like, no, scare, like, I'm starting to think a lot more about scarcity and as you create a brand like and more people enter the space that's like the number one way as a creator you cr- you create value is through that uh the 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 driver of the supply and demand economics. So I lo- I'd love for you to touch on that even a little bit more about as as you continue to create how you think about that because you're right. Like when you look at the numbers, there are such few people here, and people may think like, oh wow, you dropped another 10, 30 cats, but it's like it's so early. Like in, in a year when there's a million people in the space, or even in a few months, depending on how that exponential curve grows, is like as creators you start to realize the power of the supply and demand and create your own ecosystem there definitely is a balance to having you know something out there versus actually you know with with the scarcity of it all like for example with the nyan cats i i've been doing 50 of one specific one lately like in additions and i do plan on releasing more slowly throughout the year but it's all about the spacing and it's all about the it's all about just how the how you execute it um i would say and uh and and it's just one of those things like when more people join the space, it's just going to become that much harder to get it. A few months ago, I was actually having a hard time sell some of my Nyan cats. Um, there was just not that much demand. But now uh, the last three drops 
uh, literally I hit the button to list them. I refresh the page once and then they're all sold out. So, <laughs> and I think it's just going to get crazier from there on. People are going to get more uh, FOMO, you know, they're going to FOMO in even harder. And that's not just for me. I feel like that's just going to be for any, every artist out in the space. It, you definitely will start out really small and it may seem daunting at first when you don't see anything sell for a few days. I know, I know it took like a few weeks. I know there was a point where like an cat didn't sell for a week in my, um, in my collection. I know that, um, the celebration cat, the, the one with the sombrero, it actually sat there for a month before anybody bought it. But now it's like one of the most valued ones out there, you know, for example. And I've seen that the same with a lot of the artists out there. Um, when I got in early to a lot of the projects I bought in at a low price, but now all of these, you know, there's just so much demand now that everything's just multiplied in, in huge figures based on everything that I'm trying to get. I love it. I really appreciate you taking time and doing this. It's so it's just so important as people are growing in this space to continue to shed knowledge about how they're exploring and what they're learning. And I and you've been in for a little longer than it seems like, you know, like you said, like in even November of last year, it hasn't even been a year. But you start to realize as the ecosystem keeps growing how early we really are. And that you like these opportunities that we have, like even me starting this podcast, I was like, you know, I don't know how how beneficial people will find it, but then every day it just seems like a hundred to a thousand new people coming into this space. And I just really appreciate you taking time to share your knowledge and kind of the the way that you've um, that you've been, you know learning and evolving and growing in this community as well. It's such an important thing to take time to share with others. And I appreciate you doing it and coming on the show and sharing what you've, you've learned on your journey. So I'm going to ask one more question. And then um, if there, I have quite a few questions that are posted that will go to community corner. If you do have a question uh, for Chris, uh, I'll pick some people that are involved in this community to come up and ask a question. Um, but let's go ahead and go to the final question that I have, which is you just kind of talked about. Um, so yeah, definitely hit that request button if you have a question. Um, but for for those of uh, those people that are coming in, and you've kind of started to also um, not only create, but you've also started to invest in the space, I'd love for you to kind of share as you look at projects and um, what you do without giving, obviously, we're not ever giving financial advice. This is about learning. So I would love for you to share kind of your learning journey about the kinds of projects that you enjoy investing in and what you look at in projects before you decide, oh, yeah, I want to buy that art or I want to buy that NFT, what's kind of the process you go through? Um, the process the process is kind of all over the place because, you know, NFTs are all over the place. But uh, I always I always do I always do lots of research first. I, I'll find a new project. I'll try to see if there's like a contact information, some way to find like a Twitter page, you know, just to make sure it's a, a legit project. Um, and then I go from there on investing. Uh, my my portfolio is mostly cat related because <laughs> I, I believe that cats will definitely dominate the field in a few years time because everybody loves cats. Uh, but, you know, everybody has their own different preferences on on, you know, what they they feel. Some people love the utility. Some people love the art. Some people love just the person behind the artwork. So it's, it's one of those things where everybody's kind of getting on this train at different at different times and different, you know, with different ideas and getting off at different times with different ideas so i can't really speak for them but for me it's all about it's definitely all about community and if you are uh, if you're like a new artist i always suggest 
to like pin your stuff, like pin your tweets, like with your links to your uh, artwork. Uh, definitely let people see the process behind it. Don't just, you know, message people and say, hey, buy my stuff. Make friends with them and make connections because everybody, most people here are here to invest in the artist, not just not just a piece of artwork. Um, but it, it's, it's, I don't, I'm not really sure how to expand any further, but it's, um, it, I definitely am here just mostly for the memes, for cats, and just, you know, trying to, trying to make people succeed as much as I can. Yeah. So do you, when you talk about the cats that you really love cats, there are several cat like avatar projects, but do you also just enjoy purchasing from individual artists that are doing cat art and stuff like that? Or, um, what are, what really, like, what are some of the, the, uh, cat arts that you really love? Cause now, now you got my curiosity peak, you know, that I'm a gutter cat, crazy Carl loves the cat. So now I'm kind of interested, uh, if you have a cool cat or gutter cat or if uh what kinds of cats you you like uh buying uh my my main cats in general uh at least right now are uh i i've actually have several pieces from christy glass she's actually like really talented in the space and does really like really really good pixel perfect uh cat artworks um i've actually also gotten into other ones like uh, <laughs> uh there's holding a cat one where there's like a, there's a 3d cat being held and with different designs on it i love that i just love the creativity of how cats can be used in general um and i i don't know like i have so i really do have so many cats like i actually um have i want to say over 400 nfts that i've collected over the over this these wow. past few months so <laughs> it really is all over the place but i i when i put my money in I, I don't I never really know the future of the project, but I, I buy in because I just like the artwork or I like the artist in general. Um, you know, the money part always comes, you know, a little bit after all of that. Yeah. But I always just yeah you know, I always just try to focus on like if the artwork is good, if like, you know, the quality's there and if the community behind it, even if it's just a new community, if I can see them, I can, if I can see that they're trying, you know, trying their best and, you know, really just trying to make it. I'll I'll definitely throw something out there to buy something, you know, something fun, even if I don't think it'll like make it. But so far, so far, so far, almost everything that I've like got into has done very well. So I'm like very I'm not just like blessed. I'm just like happy. I'm just happy in general that like people people like me are just getting in there like and making making art, making stuff they like and and you know getting out there and 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 succeeding yeah thank i love it it's uh that's what i love about this space you can find things you connect with and you connect with cats you know you you that's all about your meme and everything that you've done in the space you just going and reinvesting in those amazing things that you enjoy so i love to see it all right it's time for community corner i'm gonna go into this um this post at the top there are a lot of questions if you have a question on there you can post it there um or if you don't have a chance but you'd like to come up if you hit that request button. I'll be sure to also um, pull you up if I recognize you from the audience and uh, let you up on stage and we'll ask some questions. It's time for Community Corner. Get your catnip and questions ready. It's time for you to take the stage for another segment of Community Corner. All right. Uh, we have a lot of questions so far in just the comments, so I'm going to start there and we'll uh, see if anyone else has questions. But um, one one question is a little bit about um, people using your meme and um, kind of protecting your brand and making sure that, you know, you, you can... 
make sure that you're doing what's best for your collectors and what's best for the way that you want to have the brand portrayed because like you talked about at the beginning people stealing or trying to front run you to the the IP when you're the one who created it that's got to be such a shitty feeling so I'd love for you to kind of just retouch on that and talk about how it's so important for you to um, you know for the brand and for the collectors how you how you try to protect the art that you've created um, it's one of those things where I, I like to tell people first off, uh, definitely stay, you know, stay with something original out there because you know nobody really likes a copy copycat at the end of the day. Uh, in terms of in terms of my artwork, I I'm always trying to protect like my collectors. I've actually seen people try to steal my artwork directly, even like by the description and try to sell it. So you know I, I you know I don't find that really cool at the end of the day, but um, you know it's 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 um. You know, I, tr- I try to do my best to make sure that the stuff that I put out there is legitimate and that people out there, the collectors, aren't getting ripped off by scam artists. Yeah. Um, but it's definitely it's definitely a day day to day by day thing that, um, you know, I just, you just kind of have to deal with because everybody a lot of people don't understand how it all works at the end of the day. And I love like. Like I love artwork, but it's whenever you put a price on it and try to profit off it without permission that you know just kind of sucks at the end of the day. And I know that um, there's a lot of meme artists that have that same problem, and so it is that fine line of like people appreciating the art versus stealing and trying to use it for their own rights. And so that uh, I think you described it really well. But you you as a meme artist too, it's really important that you're able to drive the the direction of the art that you've created because it's it, at the end of the day you it came out of your brain you can't someone trying to take it and do their own thing with it especially if it goes down a road that isn't where you intended it like so many memes do it's important that you're able to create that or like bring that control back because you want it to be positive and you want it to be something uplifting and and so i just love that you mentioned that and i think that blockchain really gives people the power to take control of that all right so there's another question here from max Uh, max said he just sold his first nft today and he's just so motivated and how encouraged he's feeling and so i'd love for you to maybe just give some words of encouragement to people that are uh, just selling their first nft for the first time and the feeling that you had when your first nft sold oh yeah (laughs) it definitely is exciting to see your nft sell uh, and I, I've, you know, it definitely can be daunting when your stuff kind of sits there for days at a time. But uh, I, I, I mentioned this earlier, but just, you know, just don't freak out and just ho- stay true to yourself. Uh, if you start like lowering the prices or changing things up, people will notice. And that may, you know, be a little detrimental to whatever your project um, aims to be. But it's it, we're definitely still early and, and it just takes one collector out there. Just find something and 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 buy it for it to you know for it to go viral so definitely don't don't give up keep going if it doesn't sell just you know keep trying if if you know it's if it still isn't selling just try a little harder it there is a huge community out here and every day there's just thousands of people entering the space so it's it's one of those things where over time i i'm hoping that everybody's artwork gets bought 
Love it. All right, here's another question. This one's from Oso Astral, which is a really fascinating question that he's asking, um, something that I think is going to be interesting. Right now, you see the power of NFTs on the Ethereum blockchain, but he's asking uh, kind of how do you feel about um, when pricing NFTs eventually? Do you see, uh, you know, NFTs selling for all kinds of different cryptocurrencies and the power of opening it up to um, people that maybe hold something other than Ethereum and the evolution of how the the kind of the marketplace evolves? Uh, sorry, could you ask the question one more time? I didn't quite Yes, yeah. So, so how do you feel about possibly uh, s- selling NFTs in a different currency besides Ethereum? For example, um, like a Binance coin or, uh, I, I mean, there's so many currencies. So do you think we'll get to a place where it'll be easy for someone that holds these other types of coins that are crypto native to also be able to buy NFTs quickly? I, I hope so. Uh, I know right now it definitely is a little difficult to buy with certain other types of crypto. Like, you know, they're each in their own marketplaces. Uh, but I, I'm hoping that, you know, I see like OpenSea right now. They're definitely working on changing things up every month and lots of different updates. I'm hoping that eventually we'll have an easy way to make everything more streamlined. And I think once we streamline the whole process, it'll be and make it easier just for like a normal person that has no idea what they're doing to enter. That's when everything's really going to drive. Uh, but we're still really early in the space. We're still, we're still in the growing pains, you know, side of it where we're, it's, we're just kind of throwing stuff out there trying to see what sticks. But we're, every day, I think everybody's learning and hopefully, hopefully we'll be all be able to like work together on all the different types of cryptos and buying different types of NFTs. I agree. I think that the intersection between all, basically all of crypto and all of NFTs are going to start to, uh, you already see so many companies trying to make it easy to go cross cross chain uh, and be able to do things easier. And uh, Uniswap is a huge development, being able to go on a decentralized exchange and quickly swap coins. So even if you have other coins, it's easy to go and convert them to ETH right now. But I do agree that eventually the whole marketplace is going to feel so intertwined. This ecosystem grows every day as the tech evolves, and it's just going to be easier and easier to integrate um, as we continue to progress, because it seems like every day a genius is entering the space that can solve some sort of problem. So it's going to be so fascinating to see how that continues to grow. Um, all right, Chris, man, thank you so much. There are so many, there's so many other questions that we probably aren't going to have time to get to. Thank you so much for posting those questions. If you, um, went on, onto Twitter and posted your question and it's going to be so fun to see, uh, more and more people enter these live shows and be able to interact with guests. So thank you so much for joining. If this is your first time you can, and you missed part of the interview, you can go to the crazy about crypto show, um, podcast, which is on Spotify and Apple, and listen to the whole thing. Um, But definitely, I want to just end by having uh, Chris talk about how people can find you or the new, the latest uh, works that you drop. What's the best way to, to, you know, know what's going on in the space for you? Um, The best way for finding out my, like, updates on Yancat and everything that I'm doing is basically by following me. Uh, my pin tweets always have like the most up-to-date information and actually just created uh, the nyancatcollection.com, 
which has like all of the arts that I've done so far. So if you have any questions on what's official or not, the NeonCatCollection.com will have every single piece of official artwork that I've worked with. It even has like the Snoop Dogg collab and all the other collabs that I've worked with all in one place so you can check them out. Um, and on OpenSea, I've got the uh, NeonCat collection where it's actually a custom contract through Rarible mm. where I and I'll be dropping new ones out every two to three weeks because I kind of I, I like to keep it a little bit you know, rare along the way. And also I actually, it actually takes time to create a Nyan cat. It takes, it, it definitely takes at least a week to create a new one and make sure it's all there, like pixel perfect. So, um, you know, it, it kind of works out that way. Um, but those are, those are kind of the best ways to do it. Uh, following Nyan cat on Twitter. That's, that's my account as well. And Nyan Nyan cat, um, is also another official account. I'm actually trying to get verified, hoping that Twitter, hopefully that Twitter sees me one day. Um, so it, so all like the the scam people trying to pretend they're Nyan cats can can you know <laughs> lay off on that, but yeah, um, uh, my pin tweets are the way to go. And, and I always suggest that to every single artist: pin your tweets with all the information that you have. That's mm -hmm. the best way to get noticed in the space. Always put it right in front of people's faces if they come to your spot that you know exactly where to go. I love that. It's so easy to find if you go to uh, Chris's Twitter and just look at his bio and his uh, pinned tweet. You can find all of the latest updates. Uh, thank you again for coming on the show. It's always fun to see how um, new NFT artists uh, think the, see the space evolving and what you're doing. And I cannot wait for Club Neon Cat. I'm going to come and I'm not a good dancer in the real world so hopefully i'll have better luck in the metaverse and i can bust a few moves that i would never be able to do uh in the real in the real world i can't wait for that some people will think wow this guy has the grooving moves but really it, it, i don't uh <laughs> thanks again chris for coming on and thanks for everyone for joining us it's so fun to be able to um explore this new world of of uh crypto and blockchain and nfts together so until next time make sure you're continuing to tune in and we'll continue to have legends share their journey in the nft space this has been another production of guttercat studios all conversations with crazy carl are for educational purposes only you should never take financial advice from a cat or anybody really especially financial advisors take control of your own financial future and do your own research always that's all for now until next time we'll see you in the metaverse <laughs>